Studio executives almost prevented one of the Christmas season's most popular songs from ever being recorded because they judged its lyrics to be too depressing. More than 75 years later, however, the song remains a standard on party playlists, on retailers' holiday soundtracks, and in the hearts of minds and millions of people. I'm sure if you've played the Spotify Christmas mix this season, you've heard this song. If you've done any shopping, you've probably heard this song. It's I'll Be Home for Christmas. In 1943, 75 years ago this year, lyricist Kim Gannon and composer Walter Kent collaborated to write a song from the point of view of an American soldier serving overseas during World War II. Taking their inspiration from another song by the same name, the duo tapped into the dreams being dreamed by millions of families and loved ones that the war had separated. I'll be home for Christmas, you can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents under the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light beams. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. Very pleased with their new tune, Gannon and Kent began pitching it to the recording studios that summer, but no one wanted to touch it. It's just too sad, the executives said. We want songs that are going to lift people's spirits, they said, not songs that remind them of why they're sad and depressed. And so it seemed that I'll Be Home for Christmas would never get an audience. The song's fortunes changed, however, on a golf course of all places. One day, Kim Gannon met up with Bing Crosby, while the performer was playing a round of golf. And at that time, Crosby was simply the biggest star in Hollywood. His movies made the most money, his radio show had the most listeners, his records sold the most copies. When Gannon then sang I'll Be Home for Christmas for him, he immediately decided that he wanted to record it. And the rest, as they say, is history. Crosby's performance put I'll Be Home for Christmas on its way to a place in the songbook of holiday standards. Not only was it a hit during the few remaining years of the war, but it proved to have staying power too. Following the original, Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley covered the song in the 1950s. Karen Carpenter sang it in the 1970s. Johnny Cash recorded it in the 1990s. And in more recent years, the likes of Kelly Clarkson and Michael Buble and Leslie Odom Jr. and Demi Lovato and so many more have taken their turn and released their own versions of it. In hindsight, then, it would seem that those studio executives drastically underestimated the people, the audience. They drastically underestimated the people, our ability to speak honestly and frankly about what's going on in our hearts, not only during the holidays, but throughout the year. For while there's a time and a place for music that that helps us escape our worries and troubles for a few moments, sometimes the best gift a song can give us is a vocabulary and a means to express our frustration and our disappointment. Sometimes... It takes a sad song to help us remember that we're not alone in our sadness. 
Sometimes, maybe even all the time, our hopes and our dreams for the future are born of our desire to experience something more wonderful than our present circumstances. I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. There is a heartache, an undeniable heartache in that lyric. But there's also hope, isn't there? According to St. Luke, heartache and hope met in the manger where Christ was born. For before the baby cooed and the angels sang, Mary and Joseph undertook a lonely journey marked by constant reminders of everything that they lacked. The reason for their trek, Luke tells us, was a decree from a far-off emperor, a reminder that Mary and Joseph and their people were not free. Rome's conquering army occupied their homeland. Liberty was a dream for the weary couple. Mary and Joseph's relationship also lacked their community's full endorsement. They were engaged, not married. Her pregnancy then was a bit of a scandal, so they could do nothing more but hope that the whispers and the rumors about them would soon stop. And even with Mary in labor, a stable for animals was the best accommodation they could secure. A reminder that their social standing and economic clout brought them no privileges at all. Then as now, money and power tend to make their own way. But the poor and the powerless usually walk a path of another's making. With so many reminders of their poverty then, it's easy to imagine Mary and Joseph dreaming of better days, of a better situation, of an easier path to travel. Mary and Joseph knew heartache. But they were also the first anywhere to learn that to know Jesus is to know hope. They were the first to learn anywhere that to know Jesus is to know hope. You see, before their journey began, angels delivered a promise to Mary and Joseph. It was a promise that chased away the couple's fears with the news that the child born to them was the long-awaited Holy One of God, the one who would lift up the lowly and fill the hungry with good things. This child would be named Jesus, the angel said. He would be called the Son of God, the angel said. He would save the people. From their sins, the angel said. And so, sustained by God's promise, delivered by the angels, Mary and Joseph possessed a treasure. And so can we. Tonight, a sad Christmas song opens our eyes to the humble circumstances of Jesus' birth and brings to mind our hopes and dreams of better days. Like the signs of scarcity on the road to Bethlehem, perhaps we've encountered some things on this journey to this holy night that have pained our hearts with loss and worries and fears. To pilgrims such as us, then, angels still bring good news. For in Mary's child, there is healing and hope 
and love for all the people, including you, including me. There's good news right here and right now for those who want more out of life than money can buy. There's good news right here, right now, for those who have been told that their circumstances can never be changed, that their experiences limit them, that their screw-ups define them. There's good news right here, right now, on this holy night, in this holy place, of a joy that the world did not give and therefore has no power to take away. Tonight and forevermore, there is the promise of a Savior, Jesus the Christ. And that is why we give thanks tonight and always for the good news of which the angels sang. Thanks be to God for this good news tonight and evermore. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Amen and amen.